All right, good morning. Good to see each one of you here today. And you can go ahead and open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, we'll be looking at the scriptures there this morning. But um, Pastor was asking about those testimonies of God, uh, Jesus being your friend. You know, we've had, uh, we, we've been, well, I've been in the country now three weeks, okay? My wife came earlier because her sister has cancer and she's out in Illinois and she came in early to, to visit with her. And uh, you can pray for her. Her name's <coughs> Kathy Caius. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. But anyway, um, we came in, and we were having a meeting last week uh, in Belton, South Carolina. A uh, fellow I was in school with, was pastor there, and uh, we went, and uh, I was arranging with him for accommodation, and he, he called another pastor that has a uh, prophet's chamber there in, in the church uh, over in Anderson, and uh, they have a new pastor there, and they've just fixed up this uh, this. Um, Prophet's chamber, and in fact, they just got insurance on that building that uh, the day before, you know, and got everything set up. So we were going in to, uh, I guess, test everything out for them, and uh, really fixed it up very nice, beautiful place, and um, very comfortable. But anyway, when when uh, Pastor Bryant called this uh, pastor, he said uh, it, the pastor had only been there a few uh, few months, and they're having a missions conference in January, and we didn't have an evening service, okay, uh, a meeting for the evening of that Sunday we were, we were there in Belton. And he said, well, uh, you know, I've been wanting to have some missionaries in before our missions conference in January. He said, so uh, uh, can, can he um, be in our evening service? And so we got a new meeting there and uh, filled in one of those, uh, those vacancies, you know. And that was uh, a blessing. You know, a missionary never turns down a meeting. And uh, then, then uh, just on Friday, uh, my wife was talking to a lady up in Pennsylvania. We wanted to visit. It was in one of our supporting churches, and she's in another church where her son is actually the pastor. And, and she was talking to her. Her son, uh, this lady's son, comes in, and uh, he says, well, uh, when are they going to be here? And, um, and uh, we got another meeting because we had an evening uh, open there. And uh, so we picked up another meeting. And so uh, God provides. God works, you know, for us. He plans things. Um, and uh, the timing is always perfect. And uh, he's never late. He's never early. He's just on time. And it's wonderful that the Lord is uh, there to um, just be what he is, faithful. And um, we praise the Lord for that. Um, <clears throat> Um, as we look in the scriptures this morning, I want to begin reading in verse 12. And it says, uh, For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth 
know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this word today. We thank you for the great uh, message of the word of God and the great uh, fact of the reconciliation that we have with Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, we have reconciliation with you as well as a ministry of reconciliation. We pray, Lord, that you would speak to us through your word today. Use us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at this passage of Scripture today, we see Paul's exhortation. He's writing to a church that uh, he started and spent a lot of time in. And, uh, and Paul is writing to these people. And of course, there's been some, uh, there's been some people who come in there, some detractors, some uh, critics of, of the Apostle Paul. And they have, uh, have said some uh, bad things about him. But anyway, he's writing to them and he's, he's uh, speaking to them uh, concerning his ministry. And, um, you know, as we consider the ministry and as we consider missions, um, you know, what is it that we do? And um, uh, we, we see even here, um, it is the purpose of the church. It is to fulfill the purpose of the church, uh, the mandate that, that uh, God has given us uh, to, to uh, share the gospel with others. But as he speaks, he, uh, the first thing that he talks about is the love of Christ, okay? And uh, he's not talking about his love for Christ. He's talking about Christ's love for him. And one of the things that, that is very, very important for us is to remember that Christ loves us. And not to uh, lose the wonder of that love. I mean, when you consider that that God reached down into the garbage heap of humanity and pulled us out, okay, and uh, set our feet on a solid rock and gave to us an inheritance in Jesus Christ. And uh, as, as the song says, he, he took our sins away. He put our sins away. And, and He established a relationship with us and did for us what we could not do ourselves. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And so he begins by talking about this, this love of Christ. And um, as he speaks, he, he says some things that, um, you know, in um, verse 12, he says, We do not commend ourselves again unto you. Okay. And uh, basically he's talking to his friends and he says, 
um, that he, he doesn't have a need to commend himself to them. He doesn't have to prove anything to them. They, they know who he is. They know his testimony. And uh, they know uh, his stand for Christ. And, and so he's, he's um, just establishing that relationship with them. But then he says concerning his uh, foes, um, he says, But to give you an occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. You see, there were people who would come to the church and they were, they were about show, okay? And uh, they were um, looking for something for themselves, how they could benefit and how they could build themselves. And, and the Apostle Paul was not about that, you know? The Apostle Paul, it was, it was Christ. It was all about Christ. When he went to Corinth, he said, I determined to know nothing among you but Christ and Him crucified. And uh, that's what he was, that, that, that was the, the moving part of his life. But he said, I want to give you something also to answer the critics and to answer those false teachers because they were coming in, uh, Judaizers, and, and uh, bringing in other, other teaching. And, and uh, as we go, all right, and uh, uh, just like you have to do here, we do the same thing there. We teach people. We teach them the Word of God. We give them something to answer those false teachers. And um, we give them the truth of the Word of God. And so he says, um, you know, to these people, we give you something that you can, you can answer and, uh, to those people. And then he makes a very interesting statement concerning his mental state. Okay? And uh, it's uh, very interesting. He, he says, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. And, um, you know, the world thinks we're crazy. Have you noticed that? And, um, you know, especially for people like uh, my wife and, and I, you know, uh, why would you leave America? And why would you travel halfway across the world? and live in a third world country. And uh, why, why would you do that? I mean, why would you? And you know, I love America. I mean, I look around and I see these flags, man, and it's beautiful. And uh, you know, I travel around America and, and, and it's a beautiful country. I see a lot of it while I'm here. And uh, you know, I meet with nice people and I, I enjoy, uh, you know, coming to the churches and seeing people. And, and it's, it's a wonderful place. It's not as wonderful as it used to be, <laughs> okay? A lot, of, a lot of bad things are happening in America, but I, I still love America. And, um, but I love Uganda, too. And, um, you know, people say, well, you've tried to sacrifice so much. You know what? I haven't. Uh, I, I really haven't. Um, you say, well, aren't things hard there? Well, there are some things that are hard. It's difficult. You know, if you go to a new country and you go to a place where you... You know, you've never been before, and you, you have to adjust the things, and, and things don't work, you know, maybe as well as they used to, you know. And, and it, it was harder in the beginning, you know, when we first went there. And, um, you know, people say, well, you're, well, you're crazy. And uh, they say that about the Apostle Paul. Why? Because of his life choice. You know, he had, he had made, a, uh, he'd made a life choice there. And uh, they thought he was out of his mind. You know, for the choice that he made. But you see, 
the truth of the matter is we're the only ones in our right minds because you can't reject Jesus Christ and be in your own mind. Well, that is the craziest thing you could ever do. That is, that is, that is sentencing yourself to an eternity in hell. And so, you know, we, we, um, people might think that we're a bit crazy. But um, so be it. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're doing what God has, um, has called us to do. And we do it because He loves us. And, um, and actually, he has, he has exalted us in giving us the opportunity to serve Him. I mean, imagine, you know, um, we're all servants. We're all serving somebody, right? And, and recently, some uh, friends of ours took us to Biltmore House. And uh, we went through there, and you go through, and finally you go down in the, in, the, in the basement or whatever, and you see, if you've ever been there, the servants' quarters, okay? And, um, and, and actually, for that period of time and everything, they were very nice quarters. And those people that worked at the Biltmore House had, you know, a, a, a nice job, you know, and they were, you know, they were in a higher kind of uh, scale than probably the people around them, you know? And uh, there was some kind of respectability being servants of, a built, of uh, whoever those people were. I can't remember. But anyway, hey, look, we get to serve the God of heaven. You know, we get to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have this exalted position. And um, there, there's no need to feel bad about that. And uh, though, though people may say what they want to, he says, well, if I'm out of my mind, then it's for God, <laughs> okay? And if we're going to be crazy, we're going to be crazy for God. And uh, he goes on to say, but I am not. But he says, if so, if we are sober, it is for your sake. He said, hey, I'm not crazy. I'm just determined. I'm determined that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for you, okay, as as well as doing it for the Savior. We do it for those whom He has given to us to serve. And uh, that's what the Apostle Paul was doing here. And so um, he talked about how, how this uh, love of Christ uh, controlled him. He talks about how it constrained him. And he talked about the doctrine of Calvary. And um, uh, this, is, this is where we see... The love of God demonstrated uh, in its fullness. And as he says, For the love of God constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. And so we see Jesus Christ died for me. And not only that, Jesus Christ died as me. Jesus died as an atonement for my sin, but He, he died in my place. Okay? So that, that Tim Joyner died. And as the Apostle Paul said in, in uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 20, he said, you know, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So that the life that I now live, I live by the power of the Son of God who gave Himself for me. 
You see, that's what it's all about. And, and um, that's, that's why we do it. That's why you do it. That's why you're here today. Is because you know the Savior. You know the love of Jesus Christ that he gave himself for you. And that doctrine, that substitutionary death of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins, that constrains us. That, brings us, that, that gets us out of bed in the morning. <laughs> okay? That gets us to, to labor for him and to give ourselves for him. And, um, and of course, he speaks to the duty of, of that Calvary love because he says, uh, Jesus Christ died for us. He says, that we should not henceforth live unto ourselves, but for him that died for us. You see, we have a duty. Jesus Christ died for me. Now, I have an obligation. He says, I'm constrained. Okay, I have a duty. I have a responsibility. That responsibility is to serve Christ. That responsibility is to tell others about Jesus Christ. That, that, that responsibility is to teach others how to serve Christ. And that's what we do in missions. That's what you do here in the local church. And, um, and, and so he talks about this duty and his de devotion to the Savior. And, you know, it, um, it doesn't matter where you are. Your responsibility is the same. We all share the same responsibility. We all have a, an obligation there. And so he, he talks about the love of Christ, and then he talks about the life of Christ in verse 16 and, and uh, following there. Um, it's interesting. He, he says, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. And you think, okay, what does that mean? Well, very simply, there was a time when we knew Christ after the flesh. And that is the problem with those people out there in the world, those people that don't know Jesus Christ. That's what he's talking about. The people that we went to Uganda and we met and, and, and we told them about Jesus Christ and, and some of them you, you'll, you'll see in the uh, video this evening. Please come back for that, okay? Um, you will see these people. They came. They, they learned about Jesus Christ. They had an idea about Jesus Christ. I think of, you know, myself. When I was, when I was growing up before I was a teenager, you know, um, and even as a teenager, I had a knowledge of Jesus Christ after the flesh, okay? Um, I don't know, I, you know, I read some of the Bible, you know, read in the Gospels, you know. And actually, you know, before I got saved, my, my, Jesus wasn't really the character I enjoyed the most. I was a fan of John the Baptist, you know, because he was a long-haired guy in a... In a um, what was it, <laughs> you know, with the leather belt, you know, and railing against the establishment, you know, and I was kind of a radical kind of, and, and so he w I was kind of a fan of John the Baptist. You can tell I didn't have any spiritual understanding, right? And, uh, but, but then, you know, I also saw Jesus Christ, superstar, 
you know, and, and of course that, that portrayed Jesus Christ as just a man and a, you know, maybe a martyr and, 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 and a guy who basically failed in his mission, okay? Um, yeah, I had a knowledge, and that's the, that's, that's the view that the world has of Jesus Christ. But then, I don't know him after the flesh anymore. I know him after the Spirit. You see? Um, I don't know him that way anymore. I know him as my Savior. I know him as the Son of God. I know him as the incarnate God. Not just a man. And definitely not a failure. But as one who came and perfectly fulfilled the will of God and went to cross for my, for my sins and then rose victorious from the grave and ascended into heaven and is one day coming again to receive me into himself. And brother... That is going to be a glorious day. And, and I know Him no longer after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And the other thing is, we are to know others in the same way. Not just Christ, but have a spiritual understanding of people. We look at people, and we have to understand that everybody we meet who does not know Christ as their Savior is a lost person. And it doesn't matter how good they are. You know, sometimes we have the idea that good people go to heaven. No, they don't. Those good people we know, those neighbors that are so kind and, and, and helpful and, and good people, they're not going to heaven unless they know Christ as their Savior. Good people go to hell. Okay? Saved people go to heaven. And all of us are bad. Okay? And so we, we need to understand people after the flesh. And so we have a new mind, okay, is, is what he's communicating to us. And then, you know, he says we are a new man. And um, what a blessing that is. Um, because we all know the men we were. All right? And um, we, we know the men we were. And, um, and, and, and so he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, a lot of things happened when I got saved. Um, when I got saved, you know, it was, um, it was a long time ago. All right. Actually, it was um, December the 8th, 1978. And, um, and I remember it very, very well um, because I was such a, uh, miserable sinner, and um, you know I was I was involved in stuff that um, that that a lot of people in the world are involved in, and and the reason that they are involved in those things, the reason that they do drugs and they drink alcohol and they they do the things that they do is because they are trying to dull the pain. Folks. They are they're hurting. Because the world is a is a very difficult place, and they got and 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 they got you know things that that just they want to dull the pain, <laughs> all right. And um, but you know God, you know I, actually my brother got saved before I did. Um, my my brother went to be with the Lord recently, um, actually back in December. Um, 
And he's the one that brought me to, or was responsible for me coming to Christ. And he got saved. He made it his, his uh, mission in life to get me saved. And for about two, men, two months, we had a running battle. And, um, man, it didn't matter how, how heated the argument got. He kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back, giving me the gospel. And uh, giving me gospel tracts, inviting me to church. And, 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 and God used that. And, uh, and I got saved. And my life changed. And gradually my hair got shorter, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I gave up a lot of things. And, and some things took longer. But that's what, he, that's what you know, Paul's talking about, you know. Some of these things we drop immediately, but some things we struggle with, okay. And day by day, we're, we're to be changing. We're becoming different people than we were. And, uh, and so God changes us. And uh, there's a real change. And, of course, the reason for the change is Jesus Christ. The reason for the change is, is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and His working in our lives. And He gives us a new ministry. And He gives us a new ministry there. He talks about our reconciliation. Um, and uh, he, he talks about the fact that uh, God has reconciled us. Um, verse 18 says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. See, God reconciles us. Okay? Because we are in need of reconciliation, not God. See, God never did anything wrong, okay? We were the ones that had a problem. And God sent Jesus Christ to reconcile the world to himself. And that reconciliation is in Jesus Christ. And so, first of all, he gives, gives to us uh, that reconciliation. And... Um, and, of course, what then is expected of us is that we will go to others with that message of reconciliation. That through Jesus Christ, they, too, can be reconciled to God. Now, many times they don't want to hear that message, and many times they'll reject that message. But it is not our responsibility, okay, to... Um, to necessarily change them. Our, our responsibility is to share the gospel with us. Our responsibility is to, to, um, to plead with them. And in fact, uh, he says there that, um, that we beseech you in Christ's stead that ye be reconciled. We plead with them. We encourage them. We challenge them to, to trust Christ. That's our message. Um, they don't always accept. But, you know, times I, I, I think about those people that have trusted Christ in our ministry. And um, I, I look back over the years. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little older now. Um, and, and, okay, 
we go back to uh, Uganda, and then in February, we're going to go back to Kenya, where my wife and I began our ministry together. We're going back to Angatarangai in Kenya, and we're going to celebrate 30 years there in Angatarangai. The church, Faith Baptist Church, the church we began, is going to be 30 years old. And the pastor, that, that the, the guy that's pastoring the church is the guy I taught in Bible college. And, and actually, Jeanette and I were in their, their, uh, their wedding. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think of him. And uh, I think of others. There's, um, there's Ken Bukwa, who's pastoring there in Nairobi. Um, there's um, um, Obunga. Uh, who, who's also down in, um, actually down in uh, Zambia now, and, uh, and, and he's, he's ministering down there. And all these people in Kenya. And then we have people in, in Uganda who are, who, are, who are serving the Lord. We got a couple of guys who are training. We have a guy who's, who's working in the ministry there, Adrian and Faji, we have, uh, who, who's looking after the work. He came to... to uh, to open door when he was, uh, you know, like primary school. And he has come up through the Sunday school and the five-day clubs and, and uh, been active in the, in the ministry. And now he is the one who's looking after work while we're here. And he's 24 years old, and he's got a, a girl he's interested in and pray for him that things will go well and they'll get married and, and uh, he can settle into the ministry there. But you see, we, we, we see God doing the work, you know, and, and none of that is really because of us, but, you know, because of God, and because he has used his word and he has, he has, he has shaped lives there and he has, he has helped people. And we, we just look forward to that. And you see, our responsibility as ambassadors is... Um, just to appeal to others, to take the message of Jesus Christ to others. And we see God ministering in lives. And it is a wonderful thing. We, um, and, and let me also say that we are able to do that because of you. Couldn't do it without you. Couldn't be there without you. You know, and... Um, and as Paul um, told the Philippians, you know, um, that goes to your account, <laughs> okay? And, uh, and, and you're going to reap, reap blessings and you're going to reap rewards in heaven for what you do in supporting missionaries. I'm thankful for the, the, the ministry of this church and, and uh, for your support of missions and missionaries around the world. And uh, even even the other day when we came in here, we looked at the table and we saw, you know, um, things that, um, you know, you're showing people how to pack boxes and, and different things, you know, send those care packages. Um, and I tell you what, that's an expensive thing to do, okay, because <laughs> postage is terrible. But, but it shows a concern and um, shows a desire to support those that are, that are on the field. And, um, hey, we couldn't do it without you. And um, 
We're your representative, okay, as we represent Jesus Christ. And we thank you for all that you do for us. And, um, but we all have a responsibility. Yours here. I was there. But until Jesus Christ comes, let us be faithful to that ministry.